When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're now listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. Uh, my AKA for today is Please Lord Deliver Me from the Divine Femininity Girls on Dating Apps. Thank you so much. As usual, I'm joined by my friends and my co-hosts. Hey everybody, it's Candice, not so new at PC on social media. Uh, my AKA today is Mia Nopa. I'm not watching that stupid ass Tyler Perry movie. <laughs> I do not give a fuck. After that man told us that he doesn't hire writers and he's the he's the writer, the producer, the director, the film, the filmographer, the photographer, the the casting director, the goddamn costuming, the wig maker. Mm. Okay, I will just continue to watch the Medea movies where he where he tends to shine. But if you are watching serious Tyler Perry movies, dramas and thrillers and psycho thrillers, you get what you deserve. And that's just that on that. So, nope, it's a no for me. Yeah. I don't give a fuck how fine Kelly Rowland and Trevante Rhodes are. They saw an easy check and they took it, but it's going to be a no for me, dog. Hey, Adrian. Hey, y'all. <laughs> I'm just here. Adrian just here so she don't get fined. <laughs> I'm here. Here and because, high, that's all. Here and high, I know that's right. Because why are like I I understand we've been on social media too long to not understand that hate watching, uh, hate discussing, hate resharing is a, is the same as endorsing something. Any publicity is good publicity. Any publicity is good publicity. If you want Tyler Perry to know you sick of his shit sick of his shenanigans, wish he would get some skilled and talented writers in the room for these serious movies. Stop watching this shit. Y'all didn't hate watch Mia Culpa and the shit probably number one on Netflix right now. I didn't even know he was coming out with something new. I'm gonna be real with you. He always had, because I watched that last thing he did, the Jasmine's Blues or whatever, and it's like he always has a good concept where you're like, oh, okay, this could be good. And then the shit just falls apart in the most fantastical way. And you're just like, I really wasted my time. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're sitting there like, what the fuck did I just watch? How did Taraji get on that boat? How, like, what did, what did I, I just... actually like acrimony. <laughs> <laughs> How did she get on the boat, Adrian? <laughs> that ain't my business. My drama, my drama teacher in seventh grade, that Italian man told us that the first rule of theater is to to suspend disbelief. So that's how. So, so that's how I go into a lot of things. So plot holes don't bother me because I'm just like I'm just gonna suspend disbelief. You had to do and, it. And this is the thing. Here's this the I'm thing. Just do I just I feel like um. 
you know, I don't mind plot holes. I don't mind terrible movies because we watch shit on Tubi. You know how many awful Tubi movies I have watched? But it's just for me, it's the fact that this man be throwing millions of dollars at these goddamn movies for him to stink. That's that's what it is. If it's low budget, okay, I'll watch some low budget Tubi bullshit. I don't, I don't care. But it's I like he's... It. Love it. He's going and getting big names, immense talent, and making them look like goddamn fools. That's what it is. And not paying them. And not paying them well. And he and it's been proven that the trickle down theory doesn't work because Tyler Perry, much like any other capitalist, goes the mile to make sure he's not paying taxes. Not paying taxes. Or maybe he can't pay them because he's paying Christian Keith. Oh, you know what? Mm, Never mind. Mm, Never mind. Mm. Mm. Never mind. Happy Sunday. We ain't heard nothing from that man. He took his money and left, and I don't blame him. (laughs) Happy Sunday. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, But other than that, we back, and we got... So there was no episode of Love and Marriage DC, but I may briefly get into it because... Um, Winter and Ashley are both very interactive on social media and I'm trying to shoot my big one and see if in any way possible we can get them on Ratchet Ramblings in some capacity. Mm. Um, so let's keep our fingers crossed. I've been interacting, they've been interacting and I want to have them on because they have not spared any details on the things that are going on. I even asked Winter, I said, hey, when Joy came and talked to you about Ashley putting her out her house during that um, Christmas party, did she tell you that Ashley put her out because Joy came into her home and did not speak to her or quick? And Winter was like, no, she never mentioned any of that. And so, you know, I know that everybody thinks Ashley is some big bully, but to me, I just feel like Ashley has been standing on business in this whole situation. And so, you know, Joy and Clifton are being weird. And I don't know what what we expect from two people who were on Ready to Love. Because, mm. you know, they mm. are they are stunt king and queen. So Which season was they on again? I don't even remember because they... Was they it after we are, stopped covering it? I'm not going to say Joy is ugly. I'm just going to say that after a certain extent, the cast of Ready to Love became wholly unattractive. It and it, I just didn't feel like it was worth tuning in to watch regular looking people on the dating show. It had to be... They had to be on like a... Uh, the seasons because i think we we watched the first season and the second season then we, we stopped watched, covering it. we maybe watched the first second and the third season or no we didn't watch the first season we watched the second and the third season because remember yeah. they kept trying to act like the first season never happened oh yeah yeah you, you, we watched right, the second right. and the third season yeah, one right. was in houston and the other one, was in atlanta uh, yes and then after that, things just got kind of unattractive, and we was like, "Let's things gracefully." <laughs> we <laughs> we gracefully bowed out. Um, but they're on a break; they'll be back. I'm gonna keep trying. I would love to just have a chat, uh, with Ashley and or and or Winter because you know they are not playing the the reality TV game like most people do. Like the gloves are off. They don't like the Tylers. They don't really care for Joy and Clifton. 
and they are not holding any punches about the shit. So real mess, real mess, very real. But speaking of speaking of stunt kings and queens, Segway Jones. We should. We knew. Matter of fact, I'm not gonna say we should have known. We knew because we talked about it on this show. We knew Simon Guabadia, scammer Guabadia, was a scammer when he was in those fucking wedding pictures and full military regalia and was never in nobody's fucking military. He was suited and fucking booted like he had received a purple heart and all type of medals of honor. And that man has never been in the fucking military, African or otherwise. He's definitely never been in the U.S. military because he don't, he's not a fucking U.S. citizen and he can't get citizenship here. And ironically, days after it comes out that Simon is a known crook, a known fraudster, here come Portia filing for divorce when just six days earlier she was posting videos talking about Simon was her ride or die. Well, mm. it's dead. <laughs> Sounds like ride or lie. Am I right about it? Hello. It's done. She has filed for divorce after announcing she's coming back to Real Housewives of Atlanta. And I would just like to ask people why they think Portia is so smart. That's Everybody think Portia is so smart and has hit a huge lick and the thing of it is, how? What she had a fancy wedding? Yeah, she had like some three, fancy she? she had some fancy weddings and she got to play dress up for a day and, and things like that. But overall, uh, I also wonder if the marriage is real. That's my other question. Like you filed for divorce, but I don't know how citizenship works. Like, is the marriage legally recognized because he's not a US citizen? Like it's all of this is very peculiar. You're into international shit that I don't have. I don't know nothing about. Well, listen, if listen, out of the three of us, the only one that might know is you, Asian. If you don't know, then we asked out. But and so that's but and that's the part that's very confusing to me, or not confusing, but Portia knew that things were not on the up and up with Simon. And I did I say it last week or or before that, but if Portia wanna fuck you, you got to look in the mirror, something wrong with you. (laughs) You did. If Portia Williams wants to fuck you and be in relation with you, you are a terrible fucking human being because her track record of who she partners up with is horrible motherfuckers. Cordell Stewart was fucking horrible. Dennis was horrible. Uh, You was fucking a hot dog man for hot dogs and wigs. Okay, you went and you fucked on Fallon's husband and then everybody played this game. Talk about that wasn't her friend. It was pictures of these bitches hanging out together. They would quite literally link up and go clubbing for the night and shit like that. I do not, I do not link up and club and go clubbing with motherfuckers that I'm not cool with. She got and she went and she fucked that lady husband, got engaged to him 60 days later, had three or four weddings, had just said it. It makes sense why they all over Africa, because he ain't allowed in the US. <laughs> if he get caught on US soil, he getting arrested. I don't yeah, know if that's I, true, but I'm just I'm saying some shit because it sounds funny, but it probably could be true. Maybe. Listen, I'm, I mean, Portia not smart. I think people I think I think people think that she's smart because she does what she wants and leaves like she gets with these terrible niggas and then she leaves these terrible niggas. And it's usually no financial loss on her part. And but that's not that's not the same as being smart. 
Portia just doing what the fuck she want to do, which she is entitled to it, but that's different from like intelligence. Because to Candace's point, like Portia gets with terrible people because she too is terrible. Like Walter seeks his own level. She just she's just a, she's just a fine, terrible motherfucker doing what she want to do, but that don't mean she's smart. And I mean, I think I think we're at a point where people see people making dumb mistakes and just assume that. They can't be that stupid, so they have to just be really smart. And they're playing chess, not checkers. Because mm. everybody thought the same thing with Ashley. And then mm. we turn around and realize and she, she really wasn't going to get dumb. shit. Yeah. Right. So I think people want to like Portia. Because Portia is fun. Yeah. She is fun. a fun girl. She's a good time. And she's really fine. But she is not. I don't even want to call her stupid. She's I would I would say I would go so far as to say she's blinded by material things. She feels survival mode. Yeah, she feels like she is too fine, too fun to live a life that's not luxurious and glamorous. And for that, she will overlook a lot of things or she will get into situations where she knows they're not on the up and up for an opportunity, even if for a short while for an opportunity at that lifestyle that she has become accustomed to. The problem is you are fun and fine enough that you don't have to be laying down with known scammers. You don't have to be fucking a hot dog man for hot dogs. You really, you, you can get this with somebody that's more sustainable. Well, hell, even on your own. Cause it ain't like you heard from them. This was never sustainable. He doesn't have citizenship. He has been denied it repeatedly. These are conversations or things that, but again, I don't think, I will say in that area, I don't think she's smart enough. And I do think that's a thing that Simon does. Simon seeks women who are one, attractive, but two, are not smart enough to question him on certain things. He seeks out women that as long as the Chanel and the Gucci bags are flowing, they going. Yeah, or or rather, I think he, he seeks out women that are not, they don't want to ask the hard-hitting questions more so. Yeah, absolutely. Because they don't, when they don't you, get to the root. When you apply for a marriage license, you absolutely have to show him ID and shit like that. You don't just be like, yep, uh, his name's Simon and we want to get married. Give us the marriage license. Like You have to show proper identification to obtain a marriage license. When they doing all this jet setting and traveling, did it never stick out that this man doesn't have a U.S. passport, so he's not a U.S. citizen? She know she knew everything about Simon, and she was there for a good time and not a long time. Mm-hmm. And so now that the ends is drying up, and he is he's gonna be deported, and you know that's that on that. But they are certainly a stunt king and queen, and she knew what she was doing, and she had an exit strategy. And uh, she's executing it. But I don't think that she is so completely smart that, you know, this was planned and plotted. No, I think like Adrian just said, she's in survival mode and she knows that, you know, there's an opening for her on Real Housewives of Atlanta. One that does not include Candy, Cynthia, Nene or Sheree. And she's able to go in and kind of rebrand herself on this show. Which, since we're here, Segway Jones, now, what do you think a return to Real Housewives would look for Portia? Because I'm going to be real, and I remember us saying this, Candace, like, when you got with Simon, 
and the whole scandal around that. Like, girl, that was prime TV and prime mess. So, and like, what's... Yeah, and it's it's like in order to even play into this divorce thing, you're gonna have to go back to the beginning and answer questions and discuss the the whole relationship and how it came to be. And when she had that spinoff uh, where she was fighting on behalf of Simon and her family and fighting her mama and shit like that, or fighting with people, it didn't really tell the true story. So I don't. While I think that the production team has high hopes for Portia coming back, I do not think Portia is going to be extremely transparent about this situation, only because it would incriminate her in the fact that she knew exactly who Simon was. Nope. Because even Fallon has been on camera saying she ain't never see Simon get up and take his ass to nobody's job, yet they was living in million-dollar mansions driving six-figure cars. Portia is going to get out of talking about the beginning of that by saying that that is somebody kicking her while she's down with what she's going through now. Mm. And then once she's not going through it anymore, it's going to be, well, that's old and that's something that I overcame. And for you to bring it up and re-traumatize me is Mm. wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what I will say is I'm very glad that Marlo has been relieved of her housewife duties. Thank God. It might actually be good now. And Sonya as well. Oh, praise and the Sh- Lord. And Sheree. Uh, now the look. now hey. the kicker is that there have been some whispers about Kim and Croy returning. And I'm no. going to say no. I would like to see it because I want to see how ugly this divorce is. Mm-mm. I want to see how ugly this divorce is because we Kim- boo tardy for a party then. <laughs> Kim was so wholly nasty to the girls when she and Croy got together and she started being making wifey for lifey content. And now this motherfucker is running around all of Atlanta talking about the bitch is a hoe. I don't care. I don't want no check. I don't want her to get a check for it. I don't care. (laughs) And so there have been some whispers about that. I don't know how true it is. Um, I would like for y'all to stop bringing up Lanethia. She's not coming back. Okay. She has that door is closed. That door is closed. I wish it weren't. I really do. Her and uh, Phaedra and Nini together were a good ass time, but that door is closed, much like the door is about to be closed to Brandy Glanville, who is saying that Andy has been completely inappropriate um and so i'll just read what it says here uh brandy glanville's lawyers are asking for andy cohen to be fired because any boss who is clearly inebriated encouraging their employee by facetime video to watch their boss have sex with another employee constitutes sexual harassment plain and simple under any definition even one concocted by nbc Why is Andy Cohen getting a pass? Any other supervisor at Comcast NBC who engaged in this behavior will be fired immediately on the spot. It is no excuse to say that this was a joke. NBC has mistakenly given Andy too much power across their network. He is a man hosting reunions across several cities in the franchise, producing and starring in his own show to promote these vehicles. 
hosting a juggernaut conference monetizing the Bravo sphere on the backs of women and is the capo running this reality machine. NBC has clearly decided that he is too big to fail. Ooh, muy caliente. So what's Brandy's team? I don't know. Is this a thing thing where it's like, like with Nene, do I believe everything Nene said? Yes, but did it come once her chip was kind of on the fall? I kind of look at you sideways. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's why I kind of, it's not appropriate in anything, but I want to, I want a full context. Yeah. Um, I am not very familiar with the white franchises outside of like Salt Lake City-ish. Um, I would say, I don't know, maybe she's been on, was it Beverly Hills? Um, I believe so. And I guess, again, yes, my thing is, um, you are you get put in a very difficult situation because you always want to believe uh victims believe women and then at the same time you have these questions like well why didn't you speak up but then we know how hard it is for most victims to speak up or people who have been treated in those ways and have endured any form of harassment so it's kind of a sticky situation, but what I will say and what we were discussing in the pregame is that the writings on the wall have always been there with Andy. And mm-hmm. I do agree with her lawyers that they have allowed uh, Andy to become too big of an entity with very few checks and balances. Um, he shows extreme favoritism amongst the 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 ladies on these shows we saw him very 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 blatantly gloss over all of the sexual assault and harassment allegations against michael darby there was never a conversation about zero tolerance for that type of behavior across the housewives franchises we've seen him bring back a man who has admitted to being physically abusive to his ex-wife There has never been a conversation about zero tolerance against domestic violence. So I absolutely, like you said, Adrian, I absolutely believe the things Nene was saying. I do believe he a dick sucking cokehead who's probably racist because he's rich. Yeah, I would remember, I was saying this in the pregame, I remember one like New Year's Eve like special that was on CNN where he, it was like him and Don Lemon and he did something. Like he made a joke that was very suggestive and low key kind of racist, and Don just looked at him like, "If these cameras weren't on, I'd beat your ass." So like he, the writing has been on the wall for Andy for a long time now. Okay, and just a quick search: she was let go of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hill at the end of season five. Mm. Due what to her inability, is it on now? oh, I don't know, but this was a while ago, I think. This might have been about maybe five or six years ago, I think. Okay, yeah. My if there is if there is proof and evidence that what she is claiming to be true, Andy absolutely should be relieved of his Bravo duties. Um, you are you cannot think that you are bigger than accountability in these situations. I don't care how friendly or how lax and laid back a work environment is. You are still the the power figure you you hold a majority of the weight and the power and you have to move as such that just is what it is 
Can you hang out with your coworkers? Absolutely. Should you get sloppy dunk and talk about sucking dick in front of your coworkers? Absolutely not. And this is why you say no to coworkers. And this True. is why you say no to coworkers. <laughs> what there's, there's a, right. Thing what do you even need to hang out with them for? And, and you know, I I recently went to like a party, like a, a a lunar new year party that my coworker had. And again, it was an it was a situation where everybody was cognizant that hey, we work together, um, so we're going to have fun, but within professional boundaries. If you cannot have fun or be around your coworkers and not maintain professionalism, you shouldn't hang out with them. Take your ass home and talk about sucking dick on the internet like the rest of the weirdos. And if it if there's any truth to it, Andy absolutely should be held accountable. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Because a white woman versus a white gay man is certainly a battle of the, <sighs> the victimhoods. Needed. Yeah. With that said, oh, let me say, let me say, y'all get, you motherfuckers get on the internet being very mean, very nasty. And I know y'all are going to say, ooh, y'all have a lot of nerve. Y'all whole show is about dragging people. It is. But also, we do not sit in these people's mentions disrespecting them. Okay. Heavenly blocked me, and I ain't never cussed Heavenly out in her mentions a day in my life. She blocked me because she just got tired of me holding her feet to the fire. And that's fine. Okay. But going after somebody unprovoked, quote tweeting somebody and saying something extremely nasty, unprovoked. And then when you get dragged for filth, you want to hide behind all of your identities. It's very crazy. And yes, I'm talking about Michael oh. the Librarian. Yes, that ma- Michael the Librarian posted a picture with his parents we could look at Michael Librarian until he biracial. I don't think that was ever no secret. However, however, his social media footprint suggests that he is very serious about pro-black things and literacy. Okay. Very serious. His pinned tweet is about toying. Okay. And how she was unjustly taken from this world. But to quote tweet him and say he got a dark spirit. First of all, quote tweeting somebody on a on a picture of their parents is very nasty business. But as that woman was dragged, um, people did get very nasty with her and brought up the fact that she's trans, she's fat, she's black. And he even posted like, hey, I appreciate people wanting to ride for me, but you do not beget, you do not fight darkness with darkness. Do not on my behalf be nasty, be unkind, be rude, be hateful. That is not what I stand for, and I don't condone that. But y'all, listen, just leave people alone. Take your shit to the group chat. That's my problem with a lot of y'all. Go to your fucking group chat. That's what it's for. Hashtag, what Curtis used to say? Hashtag, keep it in the iMessage. Keep it in the iMessage. Go to your group chat. You could be problematic in your group chat. And if you so problematic that your friends... People don't people don't have groups to chat with and that's the problem mm. Mm. y'all don't got friends mm. and it's starting to show you can't you can't have friends and see a nigga that just want people to have literacy and say i can't quite put my finger on it but it's something dark about them like you can't have friends and say that you can't and, you absolutely and double cannot. and triple down on it till till they really get to beating your ass in the mentions it was a oh it was a joke when has it ever been a joke to call somebody's spirit dark i mean I and, said and say shit like never been joking 
and say shit like, and mark my words, y'all gonna see I'm right. His spirit is dark. It's something off about him. And send people marching into his mentions agreeing, you gotta be able to take your licks. You really do. And I agree. You're, you being trans, black, and, and plus size, should that's absolutely low-hanging fruit for people to dig at you. It is. It's low-hanging fruit. If you can't dig at anything else, shut up. Because the topic at hand was that she was being fucking mean and cruel and unkind. And if anything is a trans black plus size woman, you know how that feels all too well. Mm -hmm. Because this world is absolutely awful to the trans community. That would be even more of a reason to be, be more careful with the things you say and do to other people. Um, leave people to fuck alone. I don't condone, condone violence, but people need to start getting hit in the mouth again. People need to get hit in the mouth. People need to get slapped in their fucking mouth. Because a lot of y'all got more, you got more mouth than you actually got hands. That's the problem. The internet has made it so that you can have more, you can have more mouth than hands. Mm-hmm. y'all think everybody needs y'all opinion and here's the thing we created a whole podcast to give our opinions and you do not have to listen to it but mm-hmm. no we do not run into people's mentions giving our unsolicited opinions on their spirit and their energy and their lightness because we are friends and we can just i message each other when we want to be fucking problematic or rude or mean and sometimes we clock each other like, mm, friend, you're going a little too far with that one. You teetering. Okay, let's rein it back in. Y'all don't have that in it shows. Now you mad because the motherfucker said get you a library card. Y'all are the dark spirits that y'all talk about. For sure. For sure. Speaking of a dark spirit, uh, can we talk about Sweet Tea Clock and Heavenly? We can, we, can go, we can go right <laughs> over to Married to Medicine because this episode of Married to Medicine was very dry and again i think my theory is coming to light more and more the hope was when they brought greg and sweet tea to this show that it would stir something up in quad so vicious that she would just be lashing out and trying to fight and when y'all saying that she didn't give a fuck and said congratulations wishing y'all many years of success and and sweet tea wants to be friends with quad and Greg still wants quad ass back. It, it just fell apart. And this season has been dry. This season been dry. It really has been. Sweet Tea has been the reason why we've gotten any motion in this goddamn season. Up until this point. She too much for these niggas and three much for these hoes. Oh my lord. Too I much? like the math. Okay. <laughs> no, I like the math. Um, we do not care. Nobody really cares about Jackie and Curtis and their marriage and their infidelity. Jackie is a 60 plus year old black woman who prioritizes romantic partnering and marriage. She's not leaving that ugly mole motherfucker. And it just is what it is. And it It probably is is financially cheaper to keep him. Okay. It is. Which was so very awkward about her writing a book about sex because who is you fucking? <laughs> was it about the like the scientific stuff about sex? Mm. I don't because I would know. trust her on that. I wouldn't even trust her on that because you don't even know the feelings. Who is mm. you fucking? Mm. Well, Larry the mole was. <laughs> Larry the mole man. Like I just kinda, I cannot man. imagine no motherfucker with no mole that big eating my pussy. I just can't. 
It wasn't gonna happen. Oh yeah, really gone too far. He would have had to get it removed. He would have. He probably he needs a face transplant. That's what it is. Adrian said when the jazz music stopped. <laughs> he just it's too much. It's too oh, much. It's too much. I just I don't I don't it's, care. This is nasty work. Um I see misogyny and patriarchy reared his ugly head when grown ass 40, 50, 60 year old men is acting like cooking is a woman's duty. Whole time, 75% of the professional chef industry is male dominated. Hmm. That's just this show. I mean, it, you might as well call the show Married to Patriarchy. Because, I mean, since season, like, that, that, that's been damn near all of them, whole identity. It's, it's marriage, gender roles, tradition, all that shit. And I know y'all was cooking because y'all, too many of y'all had the um, raised by a single mama story. So I know y'all mm. niggas was cooking. <laughs> Not only that, I know you motherfuckers <laughs> be cooking stop. and eating because too many of y'all is on Ozempic. Mm. It's just, it was very odd. And also, you have y'all are married to uh, successful women, minus Toya. Y'all are married to career-driven women with very aggressive work schedules y'all for sure have cooked a meal or two so to sit in front of these cameras and act like cooking is emasculating is truly something this starving starvation is very manly then yeah like some of you i mean like with the exception of like cecil <laughs> like some of y'all are had are successful in your own right and have careers and schedules that <laughs> match cecil and toya <laughs> <laughs> right, that match y'all partners. So you're not been saying telling me that y'all grown asses have not cooked, <laughs> and it's a woman's job. Get the fuck out of my face. I would like very much for Dr. Alicia and Kemma to not come back. They added absolutely nothing to this season except that they are not on the same page. And the thing about these shows. You could play happily married as much as you want to, but eventually the truth come out. Kimba and Alicia are not happily married. If you don't know where $150,000 went from y'all from, from y'all marital finances, y'all are not happily married. Yo, who was it, there's no way. Yo, who was y'all's uh, financial advisor, Simon? <laughs> Scammer Dia. Listen, it just is very... It does not give in. It don't give me happily married. It gives me prearranged marriage. Y'all are both doctors and y'all are both African. And this was arranged by y'all's families and y'all are making the best out of a situation. He doesn't seem to like her and she can't seem to tolerate him. And the fact that she has stashed away $150,000 so that he can't touch it says everything because if you believe for one second that lady don't know what the fuck happened to that 150k come buy some oceanfront property that i still own out in colorado um so back to what jeremy was saying uh sweet tea been clocking heavily over the head for for weeks now and it has finally i think people are finally starting to see just what type of a snake heavenly is because uh, Heavenly Sweetie said that it's a reason why Dr. Heavenly is not very well respected in the medical community in Atlanta and it's because she's messy and she's kind of a loser, mm. right? 
And she said that <laughs> there's a reason why when a lot of stuff goes on in the medical community in Atlanta, Dr. Damon is there by himself mm. because they would prefer heavenly not be around because she keeps up so much stuff. Mm. And well, heavenly shot back and said, I'm not respected. No, Dr. Greg is not respected in the medical community because he's an abuser and a fraud and a, and he's controlling and he's this and he's that. So Sweetie, re she releases a series of screenshotted text messages between her and Heavenly and Heavenly is all but sucking Dr. G's dick and trying to eat Sweet Tea's box from the back. Oh, we want you on the show. Have you talked to production? We can't wait to have you on. Everybody going to say you're like, you look like Toya's little sister. You so pretty. We've all said how you are a much better match for Dr. G. Even Quad has to admit it. It's no shade. It's all facts. Like really, really kissing this girl's ass. Really kissing her ass. And so Sweet Tea basically said, you wasn't calling my husband an abuser and a fraud and the this and the that when you was kissing our ass trying to get us on the show. Yeah, and if you but look at this... But that's because Heavenly tries to produce the show. So even her saying, having those... I'm not surprised that Heavenly would do that and then turn around and do what she's doing now. Mm, yeah, it's on brand. Because like, brand. like Candace was saying, if the drama was supposed to be with Quad and Dr. G and Sweet Tea, I believe Heavenly would say and do anything that needs to be done in order for that to happen. Yeah, because I if, remember... Oh, go ahead, no, I was going to say, if we had gotten what production wanted between Quad T and Dr. G Heavenly would be highly revered oh yeah see it was it was it was Heavenly's idea to bring them on and we glad she did it yeah, we're glad she did she would if heaven if this had worked out the way that they wanted it to Heavenly would not stop saying that it was her idea to reintroduce them back into the group um but I do believe now it has fallen completely flat and mm -hmm. everybody's wondering, everybody's asking, like, what was the reason to bring her on this show? Because she doesn't fit in with these women, right? She doesn't fit in with them. At some point, I believe it was discussed how uh, the original cast, the OGs, uh, Kwa, Mariah, um, Jackie, Simone, and the white girl, Carrie and Toya, they knew of each other because of Mariah. Mariah was friends with all of them. And so by default, they had had interactions before. That, according to Sweet Tea, that is not the case here. She hadn't had very many interactions with any of these ladies until Heavenly was trying to introduce her to production and get her on the show. So this whole thing with her and Simone were cool and friends and this, that all of that is not true. She didn't know any of these ladies until Heavenly was trying to prove to Andy she was his star student. So Sweetie is out for, for blood at this point. And she's basically like, well, he wasn't all of that. But 
the thing that sticks out the most to me is not the sweet tea stuff. It's the it's the it's the quad stuff when it comes to heavenly because we heard this man admit to abusing quad. Yes, um, I wanted to pick it back and interject here because I know you sent us the screenshot in the group chat before we recorded, and I'm reading the quotes. Why did I want to do that? And it seems like everybody is, well, not everybody, but a lot of people seem to be like kissing, like basically saying like Sweet T shouldn't have never shown this and that she was, quote, Heavenly was quote unquote trying to help her and this proves nothing. And they're like, dude, Heavenly, like, are y'all scared of Heavenly? Because if it, because like what this is showing is that Heavenly is like to, um, to Adrian's point, trying to be producer and being a backstabber, two time and ass bitch. Because the point is like you, like she, she did all this gassing up, you know, like Candace was saying, basically trying to suck Greg's dick and eat uh sweet teeth from the back, doing all this kissing up, doing all this kissing ass, and then when the the plot of oh we're gonna have big drama with um with Quad versus Sweet Tea and Greg when it didn't pan out, now you want to turn around and call Greg an abuser, which he is. But the point is like where was all this? But the point was Sweet Tea calling out this flip floppy bit ass energy, and yes, that is the point. Like, what the hell? Like, Heavenly wasn't doing shit but being the snake that she always is. Like, are y'all afraid that Heavenly gonna come through the screen and beat beat y'all ass or something? Like, you do not have to suck her titty this goddamn hard. Like, and I mean, okay, sure, she is trying to you know amp up the drama or amp up or make it be more interesting. She's doing everything but being more transparent about her personal life. She's trying to amp up the drama at everybody else's expense but hers. And the fact yeah. that nobody sees, nobody wants to speak on that because we all see it. it. I'm with Jeremy. Why are y'all afraid of this lady? And and not only Because she could take a bite out of crime with that McGruff the crime dog ass underbite. And not only that, like you were saying, Candace, it, it speaks even more so about Quad because again, if you if you calling Greg an abuser now again, which he is, then why the fuck was you trying to bring him and his new wife on the show in the first goddamn place? Well, not even that. Why are you and trying it, to bring also, him back on the show and play it up like he's a great person and a great contribution to the cast and acting like people wanted to see him back on their TV screen so bad? Like that is my biggest problem with Heavenly is while also being friends with Quad, the woman he abused. Yeah, there we like, are right there. So like, yeah. like what the fuck is wrong with what's wrong with y'all and Heavenly? Because you ain't even got the light sweet tea, and you can even like side out her for being in a relationship with an abusive man. But to say that like. Hell, oh, Heavenly was just trying to help you out. This not doing what you think is doing. It seemed like she was just looking out for you like a little sister and calling her all types of disrespect for when the when the focus should be on wise Heavenly, a two-time and flip-floppy ass bitch. Like, are y'all afraid of her or something? Like, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't I don't understand it at all, honestly. It just like I said, from the from the quad perspective. That is just some really awful shit to do to your friend. That is just some really awful shit to do to your friend to campaign to add their abuser back to y'all work environment and to not think twice about it and to not think how it could impact her. And then once you shit on this friend and had played a, a significant role in icing her out in this season, you have constantly brought up 
Quad and Greg together and even insinuated that Greg was trying to get back with Quad behind his wife's back. And now you've again insinuated that nobody respects him in the medical community because he's an abuser. And it's like the story keeps changing. It, it just keeps changing. All in all, the common denominator in this shit is heavenly. She's an awful fucking person and we've been saying it. And I hope we continue to see it, which is why she was sitting on that goddamn live with Carlos King several weeks ago, hemming and hawing and crying and trying to campaign for sympathy because we're starting to really see how she's operating behind the scenes. And even Mariah said, you know, y'all are going to see Heavenly is basically willing to do anything to maintain this newfound popularity that she has garnered from being on reality TV. Not surprised. Yeah, she yeah. definitely, you know what? And <laughs> the one time she was actually transparent, remember when her and Simone went like to her old, like to her um childhood, like stomping grounds or whatever? Yeah, and her mama and, she, and daddy had her locked in that goddamn bedroom. Yeah, and like and how she, she couldn't was, go outside and play. Right, and how like they prefer like her sister over her and stuff. Like she, that and what you just said about her, like what Mariah said about her newfound popularity. Like she, she is, she is acting exactly like someone who never got attention until they got uh, older or got some screen time. Yeah. Well, what is it that Supernova Mama says? Uh, misbehavior is an unmet need. Mm. Yeah, it is. Mm. And I've and I think I've tweeted it several times that this is Heavenly's opportunity to finally be the mean girl that was mean to her when she was growing up. She yep. has morphed into, she has, she has got a, a Ozempic prescription from Dr. Eugene and she has lost some weight. She has gotten some new veneers and corrected her underbite. And she then threw on a few designer threads. And now she has become the mean girl that was mean to her when she was growing up. She's got this newfound popularity and she does not know how to channel that energy. All she knows is now she gets to be what she always wanted to be. And that was in that in crowd being mean to other women. It's just very weird to introduce, to want to bring this girl on, um, knowing that none of the ladies were actually really interested in adding her to the show other than to try to get under quad skin. And when that didn't work, they have not cared for her since then. Like when they, they constantly brought up quad initially trying to do a temperature check and see if sweet tea was going to be like, fuck that bitch. And when they recognized that sweet tea don't have a dog in the fight with quad and quad don't have a dog in the fight with her. They want her gone too. Those women do not care for sweet tea. Jackie certainly does not. Neither does Simone, for real. And neither does Toya. Like, they tolerated her because they hoped that she would cause some chaos with Quad. And then they'd be able to team up with her and be like, ooh, Quad, you just jealous. But it didn't work. And so now they don't give a fuck about Sweet, for real. So kudos to Sweet Tea, because she's staying on Heavenly Neck and keeping herself relevant amongst this group of women who really don't want her there. She's Especially because she's not, she's married to medicine, but she's not in medicine. So they really don't care. And as we said, when they were trying to act like they never heard about Dr. G being abusive and shit like that, I knew that all that shit was a lie. And I'm glad Heavenly finally told the goddamn truth. He's known to be an abuser amongst this group. 
and the medical community in Atlanta. And he, they probably needed this check considering they, you know, once he found out how much quad was making. Mm-hmm. So yeah, heavenly girl, go to a stick is what I got to say. <laughs> go to a stick is hilarious. Go to a stick. Okay. Speaking of chewing sticks, um, they have played in our face this season on Potomac. It's given us nothing. We have been given nothing, 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 nothing so far. Nothing. Uh, I do want to say, Ashley, you are a 30 something year old woman talking about you have trauma from being evicted and put out and not having a place to stay and this, that, and the third. You not so traumatized that you made sure you got something in them goddamn prenup and postnups. You not so goddamn traumatized that you didn't allow your you didn't allow yourself mm-hmm. to go and get a two million dollar house with this man that's gonna eventually leave you and actually file for divorce and you won't be able to afford that house. You not mm-hmm. so traumatized that you didn't get a two million dollar house and that goddamn lawsuit was thrown out. Uh, was it with prejudice? With prejudice. Yeah, you not so goddamn traumatized that you that you had enough sense to not go get a two million dollar house even when that lawsuit wasn't coming to fruition. Sheila and them wigs didn't traumatize you enough to get some financial literacy about yourself while being married to a fucking millionaire. And Ashley don't have no excuse because it seemed like Uncle Lump got some sense about him because every time she doing something stupid, he just look at her like, this is the most stupidest thing ever and you still gonna do it. Sheila procreated with the dumbest redneck she could fucking find and I'm willing to stand on that and if they had to do an evaluation of Ashley today, she would more than likely be on somebody's developmental delay rubric. Yeah, she would be on the sliding scale. There is no reason to be this old to have had these many babies with a millionaire and you don't have anything to show for it but this check from Potomac. I feel like she tries to do what Portia does and that's like kind of do what the fuck she want to do. But she is neither she is neither as fun, as savvy or well, not savvy, but not like she's neither as fun, as flighty or as fine as as uh, as Portia. So and the bitch got bunions on her feet. (laughs) The bitch got bunions. The bitch got bunions. (laughs) Bunion bitch. I just, she's just stupid to me. Um, and it just reminds me of her calling Candace one of the most unaccomplished women on the show. <laughs> whole time, you have quite literally done nothing but have babies by a sexual assaulter and a philanderer. <laughs> you have had two babies with somebody who sucked dick better than you, and you want us to believe that Candace is the most unaccomplished on that goddamn show whole time it's you there is no way when he when he had the bussy down under open for business when he had that restaurant open okay um you were supposed to be putting money away for yourself for a rainy day being married to a millionaire being a stay-at-home wife to a millionaire and not figuring out how to have a rainy day fun for yourself the recipes are being lost well, I mean, it wasn't no recipes to pass down to her because her mama half white her damn self. Yeah, I forgot Ashley a quadroon. A quadroon. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> a quadroon with a quad head, I tell you what. <laughs> like, I, she's just not smart. And neither is Mia. Neither mm-hmm. is Mia. Mia got with Gordon for the payday. And I, I think we said this last week. I think um, Adrian said it last week that Gordon's family has protected Gordon's money and, and well-being while he was blinded by pussy. Um, that Mia's not going to get anything in that divorce except maybe some child support. They don't even have a marital home. Mm. And when that divorce is final, Gordon is going to start living the life of luxury again. Yeah. 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 He, he, again, his family is 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 quoting uh, the great Nick of Tears, what we said about uh, Melissa uh, on, um, on Love After Lockup. It, it's not you, it's your bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. what, that, that, that's what his family said. It's like, once you get rid of this bitch, you good. Yeah, absolutely. This dreaded conversation between on, let, let me, before we, before huh. we do y'all which I, do y'all want to see Mia back on like another season? Because I feel like her time is is, is, Mia is, is a fucking that DJ nigga. No, <laughs> Mia is a fun girl who misappropriates her pussy. <laughs> if we already got one of those in Ashley Darby, and so we You're don't need we don't we don't need two Bigfoot Bunyan having bitches on this show. One is a one is plenty, so they should make them two bitches headbutt to the death to see who <laughs> keep their champagne glass. The, the forehead the versus the forehead versus the feet, because <laughs> because Mia gonna come in with them La Cienega Boulevard ass ass feet. And Ashley gonna come in with that donkey ass forehead, and they should just fight to the death and see who get to keep their champagne glass. I don't mm-hmm. need to see another season of Mia on here arguing with Karen about her marital affairs um, yeah, because I, yours were very clearly not in order. Yeah, I don't, I don't care for Mia. I don't. I think she's run her course. I, I, I said that last season. To be fair, though, I. Like I feel like her, she ran her course last season, and like now they just dragging. Let's yeah. be honest; she shouldn't be back after she assaulted her uh, coworker. True, yeah. true, yeah. yeah. She true. shouldn't have been back at all. So she been on borrowed time in my head. True for a long time. True, yeah, for a long which, time. Which, 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 which again is kind of circling back to Andy playing favorites because how y'all got rid of Monique, but uh, Mia's still on him. Well, well, Monique got rid of you, herself. Really, well, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, she just didn't come back. Yeah, she yeah, didn't come back. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because yeah, I, I forgot but, about it. But, but yeah, spiritually, you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. She, she never should have been welcomed back after that, especially after not offering a genuine apology um, for putting her hands on her coworker. So, like I say, it just further plays into the fact that there's a lot of colorism and favoritism that takes place on this show. And situations like that are pretty proof positive of what we what we mean when people act like it's exaggerated. No, it exists because, you know, they were willing to boycott if Monique kept her champagne glass. Remember, mm-hmm. she was talking uh, was Giselle was talking about not coming back. Yeah, I won't be coming back if Monique if she comes back. Yeah, yeah, shut the fuck up, slinky neck asshole. Um, oh, slinky neck. So I don't know whose neck rings are more aggressive, Jackie Christie's or Giselle's, but uh, you know, 
Mike, come on now. It's not that funny. Come on now. You putting 10 on 2 for me, but I love you for it. Uh, <laughs> come on now. Lamb All right. <laughs> Anyways. Come on. I got it the first time. You going to keep repeating it? <laughs> I understood. <laughs> I got what you meant. <laughs> um, I this thing with Aneka and Wendy, and I I have a differing opinion on it, and I know everybody has been like, why should Wendy have to let it go? Why should Wendy have to move forward? And simply put, Wendy needs to let it go and move forward because she's not one of Andy's favorites, and she will not be able to continue icing this girl out or not moving forward with her and keep her spot on Potomac. Only Giselle and Robin are allowed to bring nothing and act like they brought everything. Mm. Wendy will not be able to do that. The level of colorism that takes place on this show will not allow it to happen. I absolutely believe that Wendy should certainly, Wendy, Aneka, Wendy's family and Aneka's family should certainly sit down and have a conversation make off cameras and hash this out so that it can move forward and she can have another ally in this group of women. Cause right now it's really just Karen and Candace and can as we said last week and Candace is really just Karen and Wendy. She doesn't, her and Ashley don't really speak her Robin and her and Giselle don't really speak. So it would make the most sense that if Wendy wants to continue on with Potomac, that her and Aneka squash whatever the fuck this is between them. And yes, I do believe Wendy's meddlesome ass mama was doing some messy ass shit and Aneka and her family had an issue with it, but it should have been discussed before they started filming. They should have gotten together and figured this out. So yes, Aneka mm-hmm. still holds the weight of this disagreement because she came in guns blazing and and you know said some really awful things culturally about Wendy and her family in front of mixed company. And Wendy is still furious about it. But I think she's gonna have to find some resolve with Aneka if she wants to continue forward on this show. That's that's my two cents on it. Okay. What about you? I think you're right. We've always talked about like how now it's a numbers a numbers game with how production lets them like ice people out and do things. So you do have to play a numbers game and she don't have the numbers really. And she's like you said, she's not a favorite. So she's gotta come up with something. So milking this beef is not gonna help. Yeah. I want I want them to resolve it. If for nothing else, I feel like there's more like for me, I don't have a very high opinion of Aneka because she came in guns blazing and she allowed herself to be used as a pawn by the Green Eyed Bandits. But I'm sure if that if she dug deep, like that, she could bring something more up to the show. So I want them to move forward for both Aneka and Wendy, and to actually have like give us some substance on the show because otherwise it's been dry. It has been dry, and then the preview for tonight's episode, um, it looks like we are gonna get part. 33 of Karen versus Mia and it's just like <sighs> yeah. what is there even a versus about why uh, because Karen is like y'all sit up and talk about me behind my back but I talk about y'all to y'all face I cook and, them cook them and, and Karen was basically like Mia 
you keep bringing up my marriage and what you supposedly thought I did with Ray and this, that, or the third. Whole time, you sitting up here about to go through a whole fucking divorce. Cook her. Cook her. Also, Adrian, you remember when we when we said, or you said specifically, um, and I piggybacked off of it, that we think Karen and Ray have some type of arrangement in their marriage about, you know, they can see other people. Mm-hmm. I think that to be true because in this episode, Karen basically said that Ray goes on quote unquote trips to the DR all the time. And there have been times where she called him and quote unquote housekeeping picked up the phone. Mm. Now I don't, I ain't never been to no hotel fancy enough for housekeeping to answer my phone, but I don't know that to be very common housekeeping clean and get the fuck on. Uh, well, housekeeping house was clean or some, all right. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. My, only, <laughs> my only thing is if Karen's not ready to fully go into this, I don't know why she even brought that up for anybody. Yeah. Well, I think she, if you're not ready to talk about what y'all got going on, I, I would have kept that story for the group chat. I, I agree with you. I do agree with you. I do agree with you, Asia. I think she, I think she's saying it because that's another problem that I had with Mia is that Karen has been her storyline and like a one-sided beef since her damn inception on this show. And she has, again, besides Karen and this damn, you know, failed shit with, uh, with Gordon, she ain't got shit else going on. And I feel like I agree. I agree with you that Karen shouldn't have never said that because, like, it's been a, a theory we've had for a while, but she don't want to go into it and divulge it, which that's her business. But if you're not going to divulge it, don't say it. But I feel like she just more so annoyed that this has been what like five seasons and this is still be a storyline of being in Karen's business. Like, girl, you ain't when your business is arguably worse. Yeah, I mean, again, I do certainly believe our theory that Ray and Karen have some type of agreement and that, you know, that is their business. Um, But like Adrian said, if you're not ready to fully divulge the details of your non, your potentially possibly non-traditional non-monogamous marriage, be quiet about it completely and, and just let that be that. Because I'm very, I'm very curious to know who the fuck, when the fuck the housekeeping start answering people phones in the dr and so, i'm not no geography person but what is there to do in the dr to that you're taking multiple trips that like that frequently to either to get a bbl or or to get pussy okay all right i okay i thought maybe it was some stuff that i didn't know about yeah Mm-mm. okay yeah fair <laughs> Um, before we go, because like I said, there was no love in marriage DC. Uh I I watched this the next episode of Bold and Bougie. And and I I so far I really like it. And but the one thing that's really bothering me, and I'm sure it's bothering Monietta as well, is that Crystal keeps sitting on this goddamn show lying about not being Neo's side chick when he was with Monietta. And we know that <laughs> to be a fucking lie. You were his well, side they chick. Are, they are saying that on some interview, and I'm going to have to go look at the interview to, to make sure it wasn't chopped and screwed, 
um, I believe on E that her Neo and Crystal said that Crystal didn't have anything to do with their demise. Now, yeah. I don't know if that was because I feel like she came out that this girl was, but then I know they started trying to do their kumbaya blended family stuff. So I don't know if that's how the story like got revised during that time or what, but I could swear that she came out that that girl. I that thought woman so too. was who broke up her so but if but if like they're you said saying, I mean, if they're saying it i'm not maybe, gonna fight for it like you said on their journey to uh more peaceful co-parenting and and family you know that maybe they were just like okay can you just walk this back so we can get over it and it's like okay but i still remember that it was neo's consistent cheating that led to his breakup from Monietta. And it was even more egregious because it was like he he wanted her to get her tubes tied because he didn't want any more children. And then he got with Crystal and had more children. And then got with the girl he cheated on Crystal with and had more kids. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, I'm just saying, like, the time, the, the sun in the milk ain't clean, but okay. Um... Tamika, so I would like to say that I was not upset, I'm not upset at her petition uh, to have something done about Lake Lanier, okay? However, no amount of modifications to that man-made lake and how it came to be will stop what happens when people go to that lake. And if you do not know the story of Lake Lanier, it was it was it's a man-made body of water that was unethically built. Okay. And the stories are that it exists on top of a town that was predominantly black. They flooded a predominantly black town for it to be in existence. And on the bottom of Lake Lanier, you will still very much find things to confirm that they flooded a city to bring this lake into existence. So didn't they have something like maybe a few years ago, within the last five years, where the water started receding and you could see like um, a racetrack and other stuff yes. from the town that they flooded? Yes. That's what I yeah. thought. Yep. And... Also, the the other part is what I just missed, Tamika. Where would you propose they send all of the water in that lake? <laughs> okay. Well, I thought her petition was to drain it and get rid of the debris, and then I was assuming it meant to refill it after that. Yeah. So yeah, her that is exactly what she's petitioning to drain it, to excavate out the debris, to fill it properly and reinstate it but the the thing of it is like if y'all ain't going out there with no blessing oils hello that's not gonna matter first of all it's a it's it's not a salt water body of water so you cannot for okay the engineer me kicked in and i agree with her something needs to be done but it it will not be as simple as drain it clean it up and refill it um, it just won't happen like that. It and there's too many environmental things and loopholes and and such that you'd have to work through to even get to that point. Also, 
to do that would probably be a multi multi million dollar project. But I do agree that it's a dangerous body of man-made water. And if I'm not mistaken, from what I've read, the deepest part of that damn lake is over 100 feet deep. Do you realize how deep that is for a man-made lake to be 100 plus feet deep at its deepest part? And so when people do go missing or drown, it is highly impossible for divers to find them because it is too, it's so fucking deep. It, it's too, it, it becomes too deep for them to even find somebody if they drown in that, in Lake Lanier. But yes, if y'all drain, if you drain it, clean it out, you need to bless it. You need to get somebody in there to come do some spiritual work. And I ain't talking about Miss Mojo. Somebody she might be able to identify the dark spirits. So you might need to send her down there real quick. But there's just... And I know a lot of some people don't believe in that kind of stuff, but I absolutely believe that that is a, I believe it's haunted. I absolutely do. And people who have survived drownings in that fucking lake have said repeatedly that it felt like something was quite literally pulling them down into the water. Nope. So, mm mm-mm. However, I I had a question, y'all, because this is the the child that passed. Was that her child with Usher? No, that was the stepson. Okay, so if that I'm remembering correctly, she's they got didn't have any kids together, right? Kids. No, they do. They had two together. Okay, okay. So, but her she had Usher three. Had yeah, she had three kids coming into that relationship. Okay. Because I think that's another thing that played in so why everybody was looking at it crooked and wrong. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um, Gosha. Gosha? Is that her name? Gosha? Gosha. Mm-hmm. We, we're seeing another one of these situations where parents are getting a reality check that money was not everything. And their presence as parents or lack thereof has been more impactful to their children than material things. Her daughter is like, you know, yes, you worked hard, but you weren't, you weren't there. You weren't, you were not there. And that stuff has lasting effects. Like at some point you got to strike a balance because and kids- I wonder how you strike that balance. Because if, if you don't, like if you're a single parent and you don't work enough, then you- can then y'all don't bring eat. Your kids up and into where you can't do any sports and then your kids get older and they're well I never got to participate in any of the stuff my friends got to yeah it, it's hard parenting is hard I was just, parenting parenting is, hard. is very hard and it like you said Adrian is damned if you do damned if you don't to an extent and I mm-hmm. think I think as a parent, aside from really heinous shit that we know some parents do, but as you have to really be confident that you did the absolute best you could, but there are still going to be things that your children will come to you and say, you should have did better with this. And I just, mm-hmm. I think as a parent, the work that you can do is prepare yourself mentally to not take it as a slight, but to say, you know what? I did the best I could do, but I, if, you know, I, there are things I would have done differently if I would have been able to. And you're right, Adrian, mm-hmm. you want kids want to eat. They want to live comfortably. 
They want to play sports. They want to be able to do things. They want to have things. They want to experience the the greatest parts of life. And that the the price for that is your parents work. But then at the same time, they require your presence. They want your presence. They want you present and accounted for. And that is a very hard balance to strike up. So I appreciate Gosha for, it's Gosha, right? That's not princess. Yeah, that's okay, Gosha. No, I appreciate Gosha allowing us to be a part of this conversation with her children because so many people don't like to discuss things like this because they want to be seen as the perfect parent. I did everything right. So to me, it says a lot about where she is and in, in her parenting, where she's willing to hear her children out and have these hard conversations. So I can appreciate that. Um, I mean, I don't, I, I'm, I'm also in agreeing that Tamika is putting a lot on this whole crystal thing. Like, okay, it's not your business at this point. You made it known that Monietta is your friend. That's your girl. You don't want, you don't want to be a part of nothing where you feel like your loyalty could be called into question. It doesn't seem like crystal is even trying to do that or paint any, any pictures or, or be nasty where Monietta is concerned. So I don't know why you keep bringing that woman up and she not on this show. She don't, she don't like crystal. Yeah. She don't like crystal. And, and, I will go, I would venture to say she doesn't like Crystal because of Crystal's aesthetic and how Crystal can come across. And instead of just being able to kind of say that, she has this, because who's going to question you if you're like, well, I'm kind of standoffish because that was my friend that she did that to. I wouldn't question you. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's her friend. What, what do you expect? Yep. So I think that's what it is. She don't like her. And this is an easy way to not have too many people question. Yeah, I can. I can agree with that. Um, I mean, it's. I wouldn't. I'm all for more of finding out about Princess. But I mean, is the whole thing going to be that like she's one of the she's a creator of Real Housewives of Atlanta? Because I feel like it's often what we learned about the situation with her breasts. I don't know anything else about princess at this point like okay yeah no you haven't gotten anything else okay um malaysia is trying i guess i mean she's 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 trying but if i were to be honest the other women like i think gosha and i do think crystal um are more interesting than malaysia primarily because malaysia has never been an open book even when she was on Basketball Wives, Malaysia was not open about her life. Um, and when things did start, start getting tough and people started asking questions, she ran off Basketball Wives multiple times. You know, when things started going sour with Gennaro Pargo, she, she decided to take a break from Basketball Wives. After the divorce was final and then when it got brought up to her house was in foreclosure and she was potentially fucking Jamal Bryant and things like that. She left basketball wives again. So I just don't under quite understand Carlos anchoring a show around somebody who is not transparent. And as we can see, we still in these two episodes have learned more about some of these other women. And we don't know very much about Malaysia still. It's, I still... think he uses the big names and kind of the it girls as anchors 
just to draw in more interesting people because he did it with Monique. Yeah. And now he's doing it with Malaysia. Like everybody, oh, everybody was going up for Monique. They wanted to see her on her own show or back on Potomac. So he I think he picks those type of personalities and people and build out more interesting people around them. Yeah. I can I can definitely because then that. he can cut probably cut budget if they're not interesting enough, but other people are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like she's Malaysia. a she's a pretty face. She's a she's a fat rump. And she's on the scene in Atlanta. So like you said, I could certainly see how she ended up. Um, I just still don't like the time slot. I just, yeah. the Thursday Malay- is not given. Malaysia is good at doing two things, being fine and being thick. Being interesting is not one of those two. Okay. Listen. The, I did the, not. Um, before we go, I want to say the reunion looks for Married to Medicine have dropped. And um, the theme was like flowers in Napa Valley. And I want to say that. You don't like them? No, actually, the ladies as a whole really understood the theme. Um, Simone looked very weird, very mother of the bride-ish. But even it's better than she normally looks. but the 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 trailer has dropped. There's a lot of Simone screaming. There's a lot of Sweet Tea and, and Heavenly going at it. There's a lot of Phaedra being honest and saying about how, why would she continue to be friends with Quad? Why would you stay on a sinking Titanic? And it's just kind of like, eh. That's crazy coming from her. Yeah, and then Apollo shows up. And I just want to understand why Apollo is here First of all, he and Phaedra have been divorced since before he was a he was free again. And two, Apollo is whole ass married. Why is he on this stage? I think this is a good a good showing of what Mariah meant when she said that when production gets too heavily involved in the shows, it loses its magic. And I think this is one of those things. I just don't think that Phaedra added anything to this cast anything to this season bringing apollo out added absolutely is there's no reason for it that man is married to a whole other woman and so and i think has had another baby i think his current wife has had one or two more of his goddamn kids so it's just like when production is trying to produce a reality tv show it's starting to come across as scripted and i don't i don't really get it so but the season finale of Married to Medicine is tonight. Toya and Heavenly have it out. And then Eugene and Damon have a couple words. Um, Sweet Tea, mm-hmm. Quad, and Dr. G speak to each other in chit-chat. So uh, tune in and let's see what, what we got going on as we get ready for the reunion. But the season was not great enough for a three-part reunion. I'll be honest about that. So. And need honestly, and need to go to jail for that alone. To be honest, <laughs> and asking motherfuckers to watch you have sex on Facetime is some very, very wicked shit. You are very, you are a sicko. You are a white man. You are too much. You are too salacious. How do you to get there? And what coworker was it? Come over here and tell it. Tell it all. Tell it all. Shit, you gonna tell it? Tell it all. 
But with that said, we'll be back next week. Um, yeah, it's gonna be March first, and so the first week of March, we gonna spring into some more bullshit. So be ready. Be sure to go check out the latest episode of Ratchet Reloaded as well. If you're not subscribed to the Patreon, $5 a month gets you access to Ratchet Reloaded, which is the companion show where we are discussing um, the love in hip hops. And, you know, it's quite messy because we're going to we're going to discuss that interview between Scrappy Erica and Carlos King. And I'm going to go back and watch the Diamond interview because... I just, I mean, Lord. I mean, Lord Jesus. Oh, I'm ready because I got some words for Kendra. Oh, yes. I got, I got words, feelings, and thoughts. Yes. Enough is enough. You went, okay, we're going to save it for next week. Y'all be sure to tune in and we are out. We appreciate y'all. Bye, y'all. Bye. Peace, niggas.